Welcome to the Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. I'm your host, Nate Weitzer. Going to be uh, running the show here for a week or so as Josh is getting a little bit of a vacation. I should have some guests on, including Mo Nawara, the betting savant for the Lions, full-time employee who uh, has been bringing you tips all football season, baseball as well. And uh, we will be bringing you NBA videos the rest of the regular season and playoffs. So Josh will be back. We will be back on our normal schedule. Please like and subscribe so you don't miss a beat. Every single weekday, we bring you best bets. We also bring you player props. There's plenty of good content at thelines.com if you visit it, including the odds finder tool that helps you get the best juice on your money for some of these bets. Looking at a four-game slate here on Monday, coming off a pretty good Friday. Um, And what I'm going to take first off here is the Miami Heat, plus seven and a half at the Kings. I believe it's down to seven at most books. People are are buying this as well. Kings are on a back-to-back, coming off a nice win at the Clips. Uh, but, you know, and the Heat are going to be without several people due to suspension. Jimmy Butler, first and foremost. Also, Jovic, who's stepped in very nicely when they've been shorthanded. Um, and we might not have Rogier again. Might not have Tyler Hero, although it looks like Hero has a chance to return here on Monday. But, I mean, this is more just like it backing an organization that it, Josh and me always talk about. Like, you don't bet on the Heat unless you expect them to lose. And and it's just like you, you back them into a wall here where you're like, oh, they're so shorthanded. And then what do you know? Next thing, like Caleb Martin has the game of his life. Haywood Highsmith's out there doing stuff. Uh, they have Hakez back, fully healthy, very solid. But, I mean, mostly this is about Bam and, and the fact that, like, their defense doesn't slip without Jimmy Butler because Bam is maybe the best all-around defender in the NBA. And a very big matchup problem for the Kings in particular. Like Sabonis has still gotten his. He's been fantastic no matter who he's faced. Uh, Definitely not blowing up against Bam. The Kings in general are not getting a lot of pain points against him. De'Aaron Fox is really struggling against Miami. Spolster, Bam, whoever you want to give credit for. You know, in his career, 17 points per game on a 97 offensive rating. That is his worst against any opponent. And last time out, he shot four for 16. And the, the the Heat were able to snap their seven-game skid, beating the Kings at home. They had a 38 assist to eight turnover ratio, which is in, insanely good. And while they had Jimmy Butler in that game, like to me, that's just like, again, organizational advantage, like coaching advantage. Eric Spolstra knows how to find the gaps in Mike Brown's defense and, you know, keep pace with it with the Kings team. It's going to be a little tired on the back-to-back. Uh, Fox, by the way, you know, sticking on his, him is, has a 106 offensive rating, shoots 44% on back-to-backs that he shoots 43% in losses this season. And the Kings are four and four on back-to-backs. They score nine points per game fewer versus one day of normal rest. They shoot 10% worse from three. So hard to imagine them kind of running away with this, um, it, it, with the tired legs after, you know, again, a, a tough win over the Clippers, They've been scoring a lot in the paint. Miami, very good limiting that. And yeah, just some numbers on Miami when you count them out. 10 and four in their last 14 without Jimmy Butler. They're definitely aware of how to play without him. They've been hot lately, five straight covers, eight of their last 10 covers, nine of their last 10 have been under, which helps them certainly cover a seven point spread and be in this. And they're uh, now, you know, covering. They're 11 and seven against the spread as road dogs, exactly in this situation by six points per game. They're above the spread there. And like I said, yes, Spo has an advantage in this matchup. 
five of his last seven against the Kings have been wins. So that's the first pick. Moving on to pick number two, Nets at Grizz. And I'm kind of on the fence about which is a better bet here is the under 215 and a half. I mean, we're making that the official bet here. Definitely lean towards the Memphis Grizzlies catching two points now at home against a broken Nets team. Um, And, you know, I think some of this will start to correct as Kevin Ollie gets a little bit more time with the team. But for now, like, I I mean, they just look even worse offensively after the coaching change, booting Jock Vaughn, who's, you know, clearly was not his fault. But now you put together eight straight games, they're averaging under 100 points in today's NBA uh, in the last eight with a negative 16 net rating, you know, lowest free throw rate basically in the league, lowest field goal percentage basically in the league. Just like nothing is happening on the offensive end, especially if they don't have Ben Simmons, who's legit questionable here. They're not going to be able to push the pace and defensively um, like their transition defense in, in this small sample of two games under Ali has been an utter disaster. 35 and a half fast break points allowed uh, and 21 points off turnovers, which I just think that's something they will get cleaned up um, to not, you know, let this game kind of get out of hand. If you're, if you're looking at the under first and foremost, like that's gotta be the point of emphasis for is do not let this Grizzlies team, get something going in transition and because they do thrive off points off turnovers, you know, even this year when they're no longer the, the John Morant, Desmond Bain Grizzlies, they're just, you know, a, a bunch of, uh, you know, G league talents and guys who have just gotten their break and signed their contract, which I respect the, the talent that they're putting out there at this point though, Vince Williams, Gigi Jackson guys capable of outscoring a Nets team that is just, again, floundering. So if you like the Grizz plus two, I definitely don't blame you on that. I just think one of these teams is going to score under 105, maybe under 100. The Nets have scored under 100 and an absurd rate at, at like six of the last 10. And the Grizz on two plus days rest here might have an even better defensive output. They are, they've covered in four straight. They're one, they have a 109 defensive rating, number one limiting opponent assists, fifth opponent field goal percentage and three point percentage. And they have Jaron Jackson back who, you know, did not blow up against the clips at all. Let's say in a 95, 101 loss. Uh, And he has some really strange home road splits where he's shooting a putrid 38 and 28% at home since January 1st. If he's your number one option and he's getting close to 30 field goal attempts a game, which has been the MO since the rest of their stars went down, I I just don't see him blowing up against Nick Claxton and the Nets. And I I see a very sloppy game that does get you under 215. If that's the number, you can still get it at. And we will continue to bring you player props and best bets. So please like and subscribe. Check out thelines.com. Use the odds finder tool for getting the best juice available here for some of these player props that we're going to get right into here. I mean, Pascal Siakam is the first pick. Uh, The Pacers are on a back-to-back here. I'll go Pascal over nine and a half rebounds and assists, which is terribly, uh, terribly juiced here. Minus 125. If you want to add the points, you get 31 and a half PRA at better odds there, or maybe you tack on one more if you, if that's possible and go over 10 and a half rebounds assists. The point is like, Siakam's going to have an elevated usage here with the Pacers on a back-to-back and Halliburton still working his way back from the hamstring. I think, I mean, he's playing now 31 to 35 minutes. 
as we come out of the all-star break. And he only played 31 last night because it was a blowout win. This is Halliburton I'm talking about. But the, I mean, the Pacers still have to tread a little bit lightly with him. He is the franchise. Like the, He still has that bulky hamstring. It's not going to be fully healed. And that when he's been out or, or limited, like Siakam has stepped up and in, in his last 14, in fact, with, with Halliburton on that minutes restriction or out, averaging six and 6.7 rebounds, 4.4 assists, 7.1 potential assists. So definitely room for those peripherals to go up. His last four, when Halliburton has been out entirely, 23 points, nine rebounds, six assists. So going way over that. There's also room for his rebounds to increase here in, in this, you know, 6.7 is below his career average. He's below what you might expect. He has a, his adjusted rebounding rate is way higher than his actual rebounding rate. So I think there's the opportunity against a Raptors team that's that looks completely different since they refashioned their roster with a big trade or two. Um, in early January, they have a 121 defensive rating. They allow 29 and a half assists. They allow 45 rebounds, playing much faster. And Pascal got his first shot of revenge against the Raps. He, he goes for 21, 5, and 7. I think the five and seven is something we can we can look at as as a little more sustainable, like him either getting seven to eight rebounds and then a few assists um, or, you know, having another good game distributing because Halliburton is either lower usage or spending a little more time on the bench. Siakam only played 29 minutes last night, and he's a guy who's always available. It seems he's always a little bit fresher on a back to back than the rest of his teammates and seen that this year with two different teams, highest usage, 26% when he's on a back-to-back, averaging seven rebounds, 4.3 assists, also 23 points. Last year, he averaged 25 points, 8.3 rebounds, six assists on a 27% usage when he was on a back-to-back. So that's why I like him, in addition to the revenge factor, as we always know, and and the fact that Toronto's just not very good defending power forwards, because in part because they've traded away guys like Siakam and like, Pick number two here, Precious Achua. Got to go back to the well. Love that we're getting some value after he only goes for 8-9 against the best team in the NBA, the Boston Celtics. And now you can get him at 22.5 points and rebounds for a guy who's been averaging a steady 14-10 and 10 for the last two weeks, uh, last the 10 games for the Knicks here, playing around 40 minutes per game like clockwork. I mean, I guess... If the Knicks completely demolish the Pistons here, he might not get 40 plus minutes, but this is Tibbs we're talking about. And he's going to play his guys. Like if it's even remotely close, it's not like he has too many options as far as bigs. This Jericho Sims is borderline unplayable. Hartenstein is still very much working his way back from a sore Achilles. He's only played 11 and then 22 minutes in his two after the all-star break here. So who knows how much he'll be able to get out there. We went through all the numbers with Precious taking him on Friday. He did top his prop uh, once again, getting about 25 points rebounds. And now he's facing Detroit, which has given up the actually the most points to power forwards in their last 30 games, most rebounds to centers in their last seven. You take it either way. I mean, Precious is pretty much playing center since Hartenstein's been injured. Uh, but I mean, Detroit is not going to shoot very well. There should be plenty of rebounding opportunities. Precious, him and him and Hartenstein, when they were both healthy, were top five in terms of rebound chances for Knicks team that gets stops and has very uh, defined roles. Like Jalen Brunson, DiVincenzo, they are not mixing it up for rebounds. It is on the front court to get those rebounds, secure the possession, get the stop. 
Detroit shooting 45% in their last seven and allowing 45 rebounds per game. So I think it's pretty reliable here for Precious. Take the double-double bet if you want, um, because that's that's pretty much we're looking at balanced points and rebounds here. But I think one way or another, he will get over this prop, bounce back from the lighter game against Boston, because this is a much, much easier matchup. So that is all the time we have for you today. Uh, as I said, we will be back each and every weekday. Don't miss a beat. We do not here at lines.com. So until we see you next, happy betting. Step